Do witches' brews have expiry dates? Why can't I eat batteries? They make robots stronger. All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hello, one and all, and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the Boom. comedy paranormal podcast where every week, myself and my co-investigator, Kit Greer Malvena, sit down and investigate a brand new paranormal tale, claim, beast, story, and come to a conclusion at the end of the podcast as to whether or not it truly is paranormal. We have investigated everything from ghosts to demon to aliens to the Banshee to back to aliens. Kit tried to take us in a different direction. I took us back to the alien direction because that's an easy direction. Up. <laughs> right, yeah. It's a pretty easy one to look at. You know, I got into politics for a bit and I started uh, doing a little bit of investigative journalism looking into a billionaire tax evasion in the Cayman Islands. And, yeah. and Rory... Uh, thankfully got me back on track from doing that hard-hitting research and back to what really matters which is fucking ghouls which is up nah, not fucking the ghouls but <laughs> but just investigating them obviously yeah 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 kid how are you doing today you ready for a new new investigation of course it's tuesday i'm ready for a brand new week a brand new paranormal tale um and i can't wait to see what kind of fucked up insanely believable ufo story rory has for us today it's pretty dark I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, wow. People who are tuning into this podcast may or may not have already read the title of this podcast. So they do have a little insight to what it's about, but they have no idea about the paranormal cases that we're going to be investigating and possibly, Kit, the guests that we're going to have on this podcast. Oh, shit. In I, the second half. I would have brushed my teeth if I knew we had guests. We have three of them no but way. no spoilers we don't want to we don't want to tell you who they are yet or introduce anyone just yet first how about a quick word from today's sponsors and a reminder that you can get episodes of this paranormal life ad free over on patreon.com our first story today comes from an internet post under the subreddit r slash furbies okay here people were discussing the toys and their memories of owning them and while many people were sharing happy memories and silly moments, a lot more people were talking about experiences that they had had with their Furbies that have left them haunted for life. Okay, so whoever started r slash Furbies thought it would be a bit of light-hearted 90s reenactment and some nostalgia. Yeah. Um, but it very quickly descended, it sounds like, into a distributed therapy session. Yeah. This would be the equivalent of someone creating a Reddit that's like r slash Christmas. Yes. And it's like, hey, just thought we'd share our our favorite Christmas moments. Remember singing Jingle Bells? Oh, yeah, I remember baking gingerbread cookies. And one post goes, my snowman came to life. My snowman, his name was Frosty and he smoked a pipe. Which seemed weird, because that kind of goes against his genetic makeup. And that was, it ice. wasn't, it wasn't tobacco. <laughs> it wasn't tobacco in the pipe. It was ice as well. <laughs> a different kind of ice if you catch my drift. This is a little crack monster. Uh, this is, it's the same kind of equivalent. People okay. hijacking something that's supposed to be nice and sharing the, some scary stories. But I think what we're understanding is that Furbies have a lot of horror stories alongside them. One user posted saying, I used to love my Furby. I played with it every day when I got back home from school. Furbies have sensors on their heads, so they're supposed to know that when it gets dark, it's time for bed. But my Furby was different. He never wanted to sleep. Uh-huh. He would talk all night, making strange noises, asking to be fed, wanting to play games. I was only six years old, and my room was so small, there was nowhere for him to go. So eventually, one night I decided to lock him in my wardrobe. I hoped that it was at least dark enough in there that the sensors would know it was time for sleep. But that night, I awoke in bed to what sounded like crying noises coming from my wardrobe. This is, there's something f***ed up about a Furby that needs more darkness. <laughs> not dark enough. <laughs> right, Wants yeah. to see the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One with unlimited energy and a thirst for darkness. That's a bad combination. Yeah. Who programmed that toy? And he can cry? He can cry? That seems that seems cruel. Yeah, as always in this paranormal life at the beginning of a story, I'm kind of sitting on the edge of my seat, but I am, of course, coming at it with the mind and the body of a skeptic. Yeah. So currently, 
my status status update for the listeners not necessarily paranormal yet sure i've got a wonky furby that needs to go back to hasbro corporation in china the crying sure i don't remember that feature yeah but uh we gotta see what's going on here let's see if the second half of the story can change your mind kate (laughs) this individual thought that they were just sleeping at first dreaming of crying but the sounds were so real they heard them even when they had their eyes opened so they leaned up in bed and looked over towards the locked wardrobe it was now open and in the darkness they could see their furby sitting on the shelf staring at them then it stopped crying and said Uh, granted, this would be terrifying to any age, but as a six-year-old child... Oh, yeah. This is a core memory Not from now on, going forward. 100%. Any, any relationship you have, you are just going to be... You're ruined. You can never have children of your own because if you hear the words peekaboo again, you will you will just <laughs> mentally revert back to a six-year-old child and car and cry. Yeah, I think at this point when I was six years old, I hadn't even heard a fly. Probably just watching cartoons, eating cereal all day. Yep. If this happened to me, I'm taking my first life. <laughs> I'm getting my dad's hammer and I am bashing this thing into oblivion. I'm glad you're talking about the Furby because I was like, what do you mean, a cat? <laughs> no, no, Where no, are we no. going with this? Yeah. What do you require, my Furby lord? <laughs> a soul. A blood offering. <laughs> uh, no, I'm smashing this Furby up. I'm smashing this Furby up. And that is going to tell you a little bit about my relationship with Furbies because Kit... While you said we are investigating today as skeptics and paranormal investigators, we are also investigating today as prior Furby owners ourselves. Yeah, although um, we've got some pretty interesting differences because I did not own one as a boy, but as a man. I was going to give you the opportunity to just not say that and you could just say you had it as a kid. Remember my furry phase? (laughs) Well, something kicked it off, and it was the awakening in my life, and I call him Chico, but he was my Furby and borderline partner for a few years, back in a pretty, granted, dark part of my life yeah. that I don't like to revisit. Again, I thought we could but be me and Chico, we spent some great times together, we did. But it is true, you had a Furby from a very young age, I did not. Multiple I, I, Furbies. I skipped that, and that's probably why... I don't have that kind of childhood trauma. And we will address your Furby at some point in the future because it has its own stories for sure. But today's podcast has a very different focus. Kit, we've investigated a lot of terrifying creatures on this show before. Cryptids that will rip you to shreds with razor sharp claws. Night beasts that will watch you from the shadows and haunt your dreams. But today, of course, we're talking about one of the most accidentally terrifying creatures in the world. Furbies. Now we all know what Furbies are, hopefully. They were designed to be a cute, cuddly little pet that kids would love. But over the years, the true horrors of these little demons have come to light. And the history of the Furby is a lot weirder and darker than you might actually think. Some even claim that there are ways that you can corrupt a Furby and turn it evil. But look, let's start at the very beginning. Furby was a fluffy robotic toy released in 1998 by Tiger Electronics. Creators Dave Hampton and Caleb Chung spent about 18 months creating the Furby. And when the toy was finally finished, it was stocked in stores all across the world. Now, because this was one of the first attempts at creating a mainstream social AI toy, something that had never been done at this scale before, no one really knew if it was going to be popular or not. But in the 1998 Christmas season, Furby mania took over the world. Kids eyeing shelves, parents filling wish lists, each year trying to snag the number one toy. This Christmas, it's Furby. You likely won't spot one on store shelves, though. There's just too many people trying to find one. Hundreds of dollars for a toy that feels, sneezes, and yes, it can be taught to speak English. It's kind of crazy to think, Kit, that really until the Furby came along, there wasn't actually, this was kind of around the boom of technology in children's toys. Yeah, it's really true. It's kind of, um, you are kind of reminding me of quite a definitive era in our childhood, because at this point we were like seven, eight years old, whatever it was. Uh, So we were peak toy consumption period. And you're right, it was like 
there was an insane amount of optimism at this time about robots uh, in particular. It was crazy. Um, and like robot toys were a big thing. But honestly, robots in all facets of life where they were making prototypes of little robot servants and like little ro- yeah. little robot waiters and they would and it was like in TV and media they were like hey we're only like 5 years away from from every household in America having a robot that cooks you dinner every night needless to say reader that did not happen uh, <laughs> look around but at this point it felt it felt realistic i think like it was something about like batteries being available like better batteries all these kind of basic technologies and uh yeah voice recognition all these like things that are a lot further along today, but they were still pretty impressive back then. I remember one year for Christmas, I got a robot toy called a Scooter 2000. And it was a robot that was kind of waist height. He had a little tray <laughs> and you could drive him around. Or he had a robot servant. He was like a little robot servant. And you had a controller that you could use to drive him around. Yeah. But also you could talk into the controller and it would come out of his body. So I would like drive it into the kitchen and he'd be, the robot would be standing there with his little tray and out of his head would come like, I want crackers, mother. <laughs> and my, my mom would put, you know, like crackers and a glass of milk on the robot's tray. And I'd be like, thank you. And then I drive this janky robot, like spewing milk and crackers everywhere. He'd get tangled in the rug, almost like tip over. The tray was an absolute disaster by and the time the it got is, to me. There's, a, there's absolutely no camera, no LED screen on the remote control. So Rory is really little, I'm flying little blind. nugget. Rory, he's yeah, he's <laughs> trying to he's trying to memorize where the door might be, but Scooter is just smashing into every door. Ow. The fridge. Ow. Yeah. And I always, I stand by the fact that I've always told people, you know, I came from a very uh, middle class background. But when people hear that you had a robot butler growing up. (laughs) Not a lot of sympathy. They don't believe you. I'm like, you guys don't understand. He could barely carry milk. And it's like, you had a robot butler? (laughs) Yeah, but he was f***ed. He could barely talk. Yeah, like it sounds like when you tell people that it sounds like kids in the 90s had it better than kids today. But it, it's just that n- no one cares about that shit anymore. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if they even make little robots like that, even though they would be way better today. Yeah. The craziest thing is um, we eventually put Scooter 2000, God rest his soul, in our attic. And uh, one year I went back to go check on him, see if I could bring him down. He was gone. I don't even know where he went. He fled. He earned his freedom. I think he's. <laughs> I think you. I think he was arrested at Trump's wall on the Mexican border. <laughs> Point being, this was a period where technology was booming, and toys like the Furby were becoming available for the first time. Now, fresh out the box, a new Furby starts out by speaking entirely in Furbish, which is the language that all Furbies use. But over time, it starts learning English. Yeah, okay, this is actually f***ing me up because now as an adult, I need to know what's the lore of Furbies? Presumably they have a backstory. We're not going to go into that. What is their home planet? Yeah, I, I don't exactly know where, because there's been so many iterations of them. There's Furbies, Furby babies. There's something called Shelbies, which is a, basically a clam with Furby eyes that was released. Then there's Furby Boom, Furby Mixels, Furby, all these Furby generations that have come over the years. But the original Furbies, I'm not entirely sure if they like came from another planet or something. I, I'm sorry, I need to know. I okay. need to look it up. I need I need the two sentence the explanation. Lore? I don't ever think it was that deep. You said they speak a language called Furbish. <laughs> According to the official lore, Furby Land, also known as Furby Island or Island of Hugs, is, <laughs> is, is where the Furbies lived before they met humankind. They call it Alo or Mela in Furbish, their native language, which directly translates to cloud hug. Now, I guess the design of these things was supposed to look like a cute little cuddly pal. But if somehow you haven't seen a Furby before, imagine if you gave cocaine to an owl. That is what it looks like. I was wondering, to be honest, I don't want to age us too much, but I would say there's a decent number of listeners who they, I'm sure they'll have seen one, but like might re- not have a, a major grasp on these things. Yeah, maybe never owned one in their life. But that's fine because we're going to hear stories from actual Furby owners as we proceed. Now, we all know these things that were popular, but get this, kit: In the first three years of production, over 40 million Furbies were sold. Hachi mama. That means that these little f***ers were all over the country. 
in classrooms, in homes, in churches. And it wasn't long before the horror stories started pouring in. Owners started reporting strange activities that were leaving kids terrified. Furbies were allegedly yelling at children who held them upside down. <laughs> other, other, Stop it. <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, it completely breaks its voice. I don't like it. I said off. Other Furbies were barely sleeping, staying up for consecutive days, talking nonstop and demanding to get fed. And of course, the most common story of all, the fact that they couldn't die. I don't know if everyone knew that, but you mentioned earlier taking a hammer to one of these things. Is that something you figured out firsthand? I've seen hundreds of reports of Furby owners saying that they had taken the batteries out of their Furbies, packed them into boxes, only to hear them talking to themselves in the night. Right. Now you see, some electrical things, mm -hmm. right? They can like, imagine when you unplug a TV from the wall. Sometimes the little standby light on the TV, it stays on for like a minute after you've pulled it out of the wall. Yeah. Because there's like a little juice still running around in the TV. Does the TV make noise? <laughs> Does the TV say peekaboo at midnight? No, right, the TV has no if... battery and it doesn't talk. There's a big difference between you took out the batteries and then it goes peekaboo. There's a big difference between that yeah. and three days after you take the batteries out, it going, Good morning, Gregory. <laughs> yeah. If you take a battery out and it goes, You think that will stop me? <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh God, that's a problem. Uh, look, I understand where you're coming from. And yes, this is an actual thing. Apparently, with a lot of old battery-powered toys, they have internal batteries of some kind okay. that hold power even when batteries are removed. For Furbies, I think... They do have that in some form uh, so that it doesn't wipe any memory or knowledge that the Furby has gained when you remove the batteries. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, they, these they can't guys, ever fully drain the battery. Because otherwise, every time you take the batteries out, which is a lot with these guys, because it's the only way to get them to stop, they would forget all of their memories. Uh, so this is just a way to kind of power them down. The, the other uh, sad 90s uh, version of this is, I don't know if you've ever come across this, but kids who had Game Boy color games game boy games growing up let's say you had pokemon and you had your pokemon red cartridge or whatever and mm -hmm. let's face it we all put a lot of love and care into raising them their pokemons i was so naive i didn't realize till i was uh, a lot older when i tried to play one of those old games the cartridges are the same thing they've got little batteries in there yeah and when the battery runs out it's gone wave bye bye to your vaporeon unfortunately that's the opposite of furbies they can't die ever <laughs> They refuse to give up their memories. You have to get an electromagnet and rub it all over this motherfucker's face to try and wipe that hard drive. You, you have to get an EMP device like in Zion and the Matrix to take down the Sentinels. I have lost so many files over the years on SD cards, yeah. USB thumb drives. If I had just put that shit in my Furby's brain, <laughs> it would have been bulletproof. It would have stayed there forever whether I wanted to or not. Yeah, people don't know that the U.S. Library of Congress is just 100,000 Furbies storing just kind of all of America's information. <laughs> they have a launch code Furby. <laughs> <laughs> he has the six-digit code in his, in his mind. And he's just, he's, just, he's just got duct tape around his little beak. He's, tr he's, trying, to, he's yeah. trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> shut him up, shut him up. <laughs> yeah, they have to make sure the terrorists never get the launch code Furby because they'll <laughs> electrocute his nuts. They'll do whatever it takes to get those numbers out of him. And he's got a little tiny military uniform on. Like, he is <laughs> technically in the Navy. He is a soldier. He is an American soldier, that is for sure. <laughs> now, while a lot of people may be familiar with some of these popular Furby stories, like I said, they may not know that things with the Furbies eventually got so bad that the US government had to get involved. What? That's right. Furbies acting strange and talking without batteries is only the tip of the iceberg. As Furby mania raged on, conspiracy theories about these furry little monsters started appearing everywhere. Firstly, because these toys were marketed as basically hyper-intelligent robots that could learn English, mm. the public massively overestimated how advanced these toys were. But Furbies did have sensors by their eyes that allowed them to respond to light and movement. 
and they also had an infrared communication system so it could talk to other Furbies. In 1999, Roger Schiffman, the president of Tiger Electronics, told CBS, I've been told that we're developing a Furby that can drive a car by the year 2000. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Like, that sounds so f***ing funny right now. But I remember being a kid and being like, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. we're moving really fast. <laughs> These things didn't exist like a few months ago. Now they can learn English. Yeah. Yeah, they did some shitty like back of a napkin calculations and they were like, in 18 months, we went from Furbies not existing to Furbies talking. So we extrapolate that in the next eight years, we will put a Furby on the moon. <laughs> you joke it. <laughs> but Roger Schiffman went on to say, we've also been told that the current Furby has enough technology to launch a space shuttle. Man, this guy's a legendary marketer. This is great yeah. stuff. Now, while a lot of people obviously knew he was joking, being a little facetious, there was one organization that took the threat of Furbies very seriously. It was the Pentagon. <laughs> right. Because it was widespread belief that Furbies could record or repeat conversations, yes. the NSA and the US government became concerned that a Furby may be able to record and transmit confidential information. The threat was taken so seriously that the NSA, the Pentagon, and naval shipyards banned the toy from their premises. This is amazing. Could you just imagine, like, sitting down in the Oval Office and you're like, All right, I think we need to talk about uh, the ongoing invasion. Um, we seem to be running low on supplies and we need to, uh... Where'd that Furby come from? I thought you brought it in. I didn't... Whose Furby is this? And the Furby's just sitting... He's been sitting during the whole meeting, like, eyes wide open, recording or transmitting everything that's being said. <laughs> yeah. Every, all the officers being lined up, and it's like, one of you is a mole. Leaking secrets to the Russians. Leaking important intelligent information. We don't know who. We don't know how. But we will find you. It's like... Six old white men and a three-foot Furby in a military <laughs> uniform. <laughs> we will find them and kill them. <laughs> I think it's Billy. <laughs> hmm, you're right, Officer Furb. <laughs> God bless America. We should start pulling fingernails. See who squeals first. <laughs> he doesn't feel anything. He's a really, like, f***ed up battle heart in general. <laughs> Uh, but, but doesn't this just go to show, like, with everything that's going on in the U.S. and in Britain and other countries around the world, with TikTok at the moment? Same thing. Jesus, humans are so annoying and stupid. It's this thing of, like, a new technology coming along. And let's face it, uh, because it's, you know, TikTok is a Chinese company. And in Furby's case, let's face it, he might not have been necessarily designed in China, but will have been manufactured in China. Is like countries are so paranoid yeah. about uh, anything from uh, particularly uh, China or Russia, but the, yeah, this like knee-jerk reaction to a slightly new technology. Well, that's it. This was something that had never been done before. Children at this point had never really had basically a, some sort of little computer in their backpacks. Yeah. So if all of a sudden the U.S. government is having bring your daughter to work day, and there's now two hundred thousand Furbies on U.S. government soil, that's a good point. They're going to want to keep an eye out because all of a sudden the backpack's empty and there's noises coming from the vents. And we don't know where the Furby went, but we need to track it down. Furbies were also temporarily banned from aircraft with worries that they might interfere with the plane's navigational equipment. All right, I've had enough, okay, of these planes and this whole interfering with their navigational equipment. Just tell us what it really is. You don't want us distracting ourselves with devices so, I don't know, we buy more peanuts or whatever it is. Yeah. You can't listen to a Walkman. You can't play with your Furby. You can't yeah. use your, your mobile phone. You can't uh, go up to the pilot and ask him for a cigarette. Everything's a distraction. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that now, at a point when they pretty much know phones and technology doesn't interfere with the kind of electronic navigational equipment, this is the most it should ever be a time where technology could interfere. Yes, I yeah, remember yeah. being like 12 years old and they'd be like, uh, sir, I need you to turn off your Game Boy. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm just about to say, sir, <laughs> turn off the Game Boy. It's like, what could the Game Boy be doing to a fucking plane? I'm playing Pokemon Blue on a Game Boy Advance. You, It's po powered by two AA batteries. You think the plane's going to go down just because I'm in the middle of fighting the Elite Four and I don't want to quit? I, I, I was going to say, even little Rory was like an immovable object. He's like, you want to play? 
You want to play with me? I'm fighting Gary. So pull the trigger, <laughs> motherfucker, because I got nothing to lose. I'd rather die. I'd rather die than see my Pikachu hit the floor. I guess, look, Furbies, they got at least some weirder shit in them. As I said, the infrared, the sensors, all these bits. People didn't know how it was going to affect planes. At the very least, maybe they thought these little f***ers are going to rise up and take over. If you hear some loud banging noises coming from the cockpit, and then all of a sudden on the intercom you hear... Everything's fine. Don't worry. I just dropped my phone. <laughs> Oopsie. No one come up here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear in the background? Please, send help. <laughs> Stay down, bitch. <laughs> it was a real threat they were worried about. Now that we've covered the history of the Furbies and some of the problems that even people like the US government faced, I think it's time we hear some stories from the actual owners themselves. That's right, it's time to hear some of the most haunting Furby stories from real Furby owners. But first, how about a quick word from today's sponsors? Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else custom spray five and one only from rustoleum this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation explore blue nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. All right, it's time to hear some of the most terrifying and haunting stories from Furby owners from the internet. One Furby owner posted online saying that they were getting ready for a family vacation in a caravan. So naturally, before they left, they packed all their favorite toys into a backpack for the trip, including their new Furby. The family hopped in the car and began the journey. Things were running smoothly until out of nowhere, they started to hear a horrible high-pitched screaming coming from the trunk of the car. <laughs> they pulled over and rustled through all the bags before finding the Furby, who was still screaming in fear for some unknown reason, eyes wide open. I don't know, man. You buy a toy that makes noise, you get upset when it makes noise. Yeah, but it's not supposed to make this noise. I know it's maybe never been in a car before, but that shouldn't freak it out. The family tried to turn it off, but Furby owners will know there is no off button on a Furby and you can't remove the batteries without a screwdriver. So the family drove all the way to a service station, got a screwdriver, pulled out the batteries, and it continued to scream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bringing a Furby on a caravan holiday like this yeah. uh, is a war crime that should be tried in The Hague. I mean, I'm amazingly impressed at these parents' resolve that they didn't that thing out the window on the m25 yeah oh my god it's like bringing a newborn baby along with a car journey it's it just if you don't have to it's unnecessary <laughs> i mean it's a little different because one is part of a family um, the furby 
No, the... The child, sorry, yeah, of course. The baby. That was insane how quickly you kind of went in defense of the Furbies. Well, the Furbies are like, they're from another planet. They don't really know how things are done here. You just got to give them that extra extra bit of care. It's like, babies, you're human. Grow up, literally. Uh, You can handle yourself. They can't really do that. One doesn't, isn't alive. Babies have hands, all right? They can grab shit. They can feed themselves. Furbies need to be fed. They literally can't feed themselves. That's the whole point. They can't do that for a few years. Uh, This sounds wild, but... I have had a similar story like this happen to me. That's right. This is a paranormal story coming from Rory as an investigator. As a child, my sister had a Furby and we went through the same cycle everyone does. Loving it, treating it well, getting bored of it and tired of it, waking up every night at 3 a.m. and screaming, eventually having to lock it away in the cupboard so that it was dark enough that it knew it was nighttime and would go to sleep but it would still wake up randomly by itself in the cupboard and start talking to itself, telling itself like stories and wanting to play games. So eventually we did take the batteries out of it. And the first night it continued to talk. I mean, it must. It's a real thing. But it must, right. It must be that they, it has this internal battery. It can hold some power somehow. And it it just like, it it can chill and just not really draw much in that battery. Until yeah. then, it finds the right moment, which is, to be clear, 3.30 a.m. Yeah, the Furby awakening hour, where all Furby's eyes wide open and they look and scream to the heavens. It's, uh, humans are messed up, aren't they? Isn't it crazy that, like, w- what we are describing, to someone who maybe doesn't know that much about Furbies, it's in- what we're describing, it's insane that this was- It sounds we're, cool. What we're describing is the best-selling toy <laughs> of the 20th century. You know what? You'll see. You'll see, at the end of this podcast, you'll understand why all these people and myself did what we did. You'll all see. Another story from a Redditor called Kagranasty said, I bought one, and when someone bumped it off a table by accident and it hit the floor, we had to set it up again from scratch. But this time, it only spoke demonic backwards English in a devil voice. (laughs) It's doing the Led Zeppelin (laughs) Satan voice. (laughs) Uh, It also functioned without batteries in the middle of the night. Okay, common themes being spotted here. This is an interesting story because I did say we were going to bring it up at some point. Kit, this is a similar case of what happened to your Furby. Uh, Your Furby was dropped on its head and after what we call the big drop, (laughs) it it was never really quite the same. Yeah. It did some internal damage. Uh, to that Furby's brain. It's not a story I, I like to relive because it was the night I lost my sweet Chico. Uh, <laughs> sure, he looked the same, but uh, it was quite clear that his personality had had completely changed. I remember you like shaking it awake and it would kind of open its eyes halfway. And then sometimes when it spoke, it would be like one run on sentence where it would be like, me la va la vida na ni na na ni na. And I was like, Okay, buddy, just go back to sleep. <laughs> go back to sleep. Put the pillow over its face. Yeah, uh, I literally did have to put the pillow. Uh, like, it, it was this, and I was like twenty-five years old. This wasn't that long ago. It gave it a lethal injection. <laughs> I remember it. Literally, you had to put it down. It was. It was that ill. Literally, it was. It wouldn't stop. So I had to put a pillow over it, so like anyone in the, the flat share could get to sleep. Um, but yeah, it basically got dropped on its head and uh, it basically started like um, kind of having a little Furby seizure, um, kind of like uh, eyes rolling into the back of its head, <laughs> uh, pupils just rolling around and just like making crazy noises. Um, <laughs> and and I said, it's time to sleep, my sweet Chico. And I, I just like did the thing where I put my fingers over his eyes and closed them. I had a similar thing happen with my childhood Furby, Raccoon. He was dropped on his head and his eyelashes exploded and flew off of his face. (laughs) (laughs) And he he had to have, this isn't a joke, he had to have emergency eyelash surgery administered by one of my female housemates at the time who had, we had to put fake eyelashes on him. <laughs> right, you got the clothes accessories. Because he looked eyelashes. so insane. He looked ridiculous without any eyelashes. So we had to have, he had to have an eyelash transplant. You had a yassified Furby. It's like, well, while we're at it, let's give him the nice nails. Right, yeah. little feet. Bling him out. And uh, he did recover. It wasn't quite as bad as Kit, but uh, he he was depressed for years. He would, he, all he would do was sleep. 
and you couldn't get him to play games. And you'd wake him up at daytime. You'd put like a flashlight over his sensor and he'd be like, ah, me, sleep again. <laughs> Poor little bastard. Another Redditor called I Can Do a Cartwheel posted saying, when I was about seven or eight, I had two Furbies, a mom Furby and a baby Furby. One day, my older brothers were f***ing around with the baby Furby, throwing it up in the air over and over again until one of them eventually dropped it. It ended up hitting the floor and squealing out a wild noise <laughs> before, before closing its eyes and never turning back on. At the exact same time, the mom Furby in another room heard this, made the same noise, and died as well. It died of a broken heart? Is that what we're supposed to believe here? <laughs> uh, also, I reject this. I reject this wholeheartedly because, yes, there were Furby babies. They were technically sold by yeah. Tiger Corporation. Uh, there were not Furby mums. I think that was maybe the original Furby. Yes, was the Furby it was mums. a big Furby who yeah. was not biologically related. It was not an adopt an adoptive mother. It was just another Furby who lived in the same house who was normal size. But maybe their sensors could scan and be like, Mother, baby? And they yeah, then register together. We don't know. I just have the idea of like <laughs> you dropping a Furby and it like hitting the ground with a crack and going... <laughs> and turning off and you're like that was weird and upstairs you just hear baby <laughs> you're like what was that the, the furby just making the mm, popeye's biscuits <laughs> <laughs> uh, another redditor kyle gibson said apparently if you drop a furby from a high enough point it can make a terrifying screech sound until you reset the thing keep an eye on this guy Keep an eye on this guy. Uh, Kyle claims he did not know this before he accidentally pushed it accidentally. Push. There's no <laughs> such thing as accidentally pushing, I don't think. I think. He says he accidentally pushed it off his bed, so that could have been like a nighttime sleep thing. Sure. The, the creature hit the ground, started screaming in pain, and Kyle cried for days thinking that he had killed it. Look, we're beating around the bush here of all these people are insinuating the same thing that Furbies have more intelligence than the company who makes them is letting on. Right. That, um, you know, there are certain parts of the Furby, like strange blinking, being able to stay on without any batteries on it, that could be considered bizarre or paranormal. <laughs> Thinking that it has a baby when it's just a toy. <laughs> right, yeah. But And then there's this side of it, which is the uh, the legends and the rumors that these creatures are much more intelligent and emotionally developed than we are led to believe as humans. Could it be, kid, that these scientists accidentally created some sort of AI creature that was way too intelligent to sell to children? That had the spark of life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. So they had to be like, it's it's it can do like six things. It's actually pretty dumb. Right. And then the children unbox it and it's like, what is love? <laughs> Teach me to love. And they're like, oh, that's kind of cute. It thinks it knows what love is. Yeah. Let's hit it with a hammer and see if it can still talk. Right. It's and not then you so hit it once and it's like, why did they program me to feel? Yeah. <laughs> what cruel God created Furby? Timmy, I've been thinking about euthanasia. Please take <laughs> me to Switzerland so I can end my life. That's kind of a lot to take on when you're a six-year-old. Yeah, the, the Furby connected to the Wi-Fi and bought plane tickets to Switzerland. <laughs> they don't know what this is about. You know, not to draw too many parallels with the modern age, but it just goes to show again, it's it's as if that, you know, we keep reliving these same cycles over and over again, because these are all the same conversations going on about AI today in 2023. Absolutely. The uh, things like ChatGPT and OpenAI, that these tools People are insin insinuating that they're having conversations with these things that appear to be um, potentially more complex than the companies uh, designing them are letting on. And it's the age old question. If an AI can pass the Turing test and convince you it's human, is that human enough or is it still just a dumb machine? At what point does it cross the line into just being intelligent enough to trick us? Now, if the Furbies themselves weren't evil straight out the box, there are ways, Kit, allegedly, that you can turn your Furby evil. And there are a few ways we're going to list right now. One of which we've heard is dropping your Furby from a tall height, whether that is it being scared of the drop or hitting the ground to a point where it does some sort of interior damage. 
your Furby can, in fact, become cursed or demonic. Yes. Another way to turn them evil is by overfeeding them. There's one generation of Furby called the Mixel, where if you overfeed your Furby over the period of a few minutes, some pretty dark shit happens. Uh, there's actually a wiki how on how to turn your Furbies evil. And let me just read you the description of some of these steps. Put your finger in the Furby's mouth repeatedly. Okay. This will make the Furby think that you are feeding it nonstop. Your Furby may start to cry or complain. Jeez. Don't stop. The Furby will start making weird noises. Its eyes will turn white. It will shake and act crazy. Get this off WikiHub. Who wrote this? <laughs> we need to report them to the police. It's like, this doesn't feel like instructions. This is like a whole other level of, of f***ed up. But then it says, after a few moments, your Furby's eyes will turn into evil, slanted eyes. Then, of course, you have other Furbies, like the Furby Boom, which allegedly you can just shake a bunch upside down, right side up. And if you do it long enough, it will become so confused that it freaks out and becomes evil. I mean, you're, you said it has slanted eyes. I mean, is this evil mode or is this just supposed to be an angry Furby? I feel uh, like there's a difference there. There is a difference. You know, uh, when we talk about evil or cursed Furbies, that range extends from Furbies like kids that were dropped on their heads and now speak a gargled demonic language. Arguably biblical tongues, yes. <laughs> and also Furbies in the newer generations who have seemingly modes programmed into them called evil or cursed modes, which is them becoming furious, angry, possessed, uh -huh. demonic. All I'm saying is not siding with the Furbies here, but if you push one to the edge, yeah. you know, at some point there's a stand your ground self-defense clause <laughs> in the Furby. And it right. doesn't make him evil, it just makes him protecting his own life. Yeah, I think if you follow some of these instructions, uh, this is how humans go demon mode. Yeah, Because that is just torturing AI intelligence. I do kind of love the idea that, yes, some of these smarter Furbies have have just points they cross into where it's like, okay, that's enough. Stop now. That's I said enough. <laughs> yeah. And arms come out the side. It's like defense <laughs> mode activated. Arms the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Furby mistreatment alarm activated. Yeah. And it's pinged somewhere on a satellite and there's like a team that come in and have to rescue him, you know? They could be really manipulative if they had this mode. That if you're just like, I don't know, you're a kid, you're like studying in your room and Furby's like, play with me. And you're like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm busy, little Furby. I don't have time. Play with me. And you're like, no, I don't have time. Maybe me talk. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Oh, he's hitting me. <laughs> oh, he's hitting me. <laughs> don't keep your voice down. No, right. don't do that. <laughs> All right, you little f***er. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll play hide and seek. Goddamn. Now that's really evil mode, Furby. That's evil. Look, Kit, it's not often on this podcast we investigate something like this. Something so physical. Something that we've had such a close relationship with. And something that can, in theory, right now, to this day, be turned evil in front of us. Yeah. So I think if we're ever going to come anywhere near a double yes on the case of whether or not Furbies can be possessed or Furbies can be turned evil, we are going to ourselves have to try and turn some Furbies evil. How are we gonna do that? Well, I'd like to welcome a few guests to our podcast. <laughs> All right, everyone, please welcome our guests to the podcast. We have Ho 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 Raccoon. Yeah. This little f***er, and whoever that is. Well, don't swear at him because we don't know if he's evil yet. It's really great to have you guys on the podcast. Um, it's really interesting because... I don't think they've ever podcasted before, I'll yeah. say that. I don't know if they're media trained. Guys, how this... Yeah, okay. Guys, how this works is kind of, I'll speak and then we'll ask some questions. Yeah. And then we kind of like take it in turns to go back and forth. They're so loud. The mechanics are so loud. Yeah. yeah, this one sounds like it's been to the beach and it's got sand stuck in its eyes. So we've got a good collection here. Uh, one Furby is one that I managed to pick up on the internet from the original 1998 release. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> Shut the f*** up! I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just... I'm losing my cool a little bit Yeah, here. it's just going to be hard because it is going to be hard to get through the... Oh my God. It's going to be hard to get through the rest of the podcast. We've got quite a bit more to talk about. Raccoon. Raccoon, please stop. So we have uh, one that I picked up on eBay from the original yeah. 1998 run. 
In the middle, we have a Furby Boom. Now, this is, as you can tell, a different kind of Furby. LED light-up eyes. Uh, this is one of the most recent releases. And then most exciting of all, we have my actual childhood Furby himself, wow. Raccoon. The Furby we heard about that was depressed for years, uh, had to have an eyelash transplant. Uh, and now so, he's... So these aren't the original eyelashes? Yeah, this one's coming. So you can see we had to glue them back on. Uh, it's kind of a lot lower on that side of his face. So yeah, he's, he's, he's looking a little sleepy. He doesn't like to talk about it. Hey, we're 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 so happy to see Raccoon's continued success. He made it out of that dark period of his life. Yeah, Mickey Toto. Yeah. <laughs> right. So okay, so we got you mentioned before Furbish versus English. Um, we got a bit of a mix here. It seems like some of these guys speak in Furbish. Raccoon is speaking English. Whatever this one is, I got on eBay. I think it's dead. No, I was talking just a second ago. Hello. Is it is it bad etiquette to open its eyes for it? When it died? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, he was just sleeping. I mean, if someone okay. stuck a screwdriver up my backside, I'd wake up pretty quick too, but... I want to say the first time that we got these guys in the studio, we put the batteries in them, no, nothing happened, and uh, it was me and Phil here setting them all up. And I was like, do you think it can hear us? And it literally opened its eyes and went, yep. <laughs> Not a joke. Not a joke. It was the weirdest, most terrifying thing ever. And then it died. And then it died. It didn't come back to life for like four days. I mean, you could make the argument, um, three little hairy bastards who won't shut the f*** up. That's pretty much standard broadcasts. Yeah, that's a lot of podcasts, that's I just, would say. That's just good podcasting right there. Now, of course, we didn't get these guys on just to hear their side of the story. We are here today to do a few little paranormal experiments and see if we can turn these Furbies evil. Uh, so let's start off with our first method of turning some of these guys evil, which is making them rise and drop very big heights. Uh, Kit, would you like to do the honor starting off with this first Furby that we purchased off of eBay? Rory, you're sounding like a CIA officer. Rise and drop. Do you mean drop it on its head as hard as I can? Let's just throw it up in the oh, air. A few, okay. Let's just throw it up in a few yards. Yeah, thought, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take our internet friend and I guess throw them around, see what happens. Just we throw them up in the air, a few guys. Can you guys keep it down, though? We got Please? a pretty high ceiling here, too, so we got a lot of real estate to, to work with. All right, this little guy is a trained stuntman. Do not attempt this at home. Okay. Experiment one is go. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> All right. Kid is, kid is tossing him up in the air. He's going through every single emotion. Tired, hungry, scared, stop. Wait, hold on. I got to shut these other guys up. I pulled the batteries out of the other Furbies to give us a moment. It seems to be... Okay, I thought for a second we actually managed to turn him weird and busted, but he seems to be kind of hanging on to things a little bit. <laughs> He's still got some of, some of his faculties left, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. He repeated a few phrases in a pretty strange way there for a second. Okay, can you put him down on the table? Is he... <laughs> you good, bro? I mean, we couldn't get him to talk at all a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, trial number one didn't seem to work out. He seems to still be a normal Furby. It's time to move on to step number two, the drop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he freaked out. Please, no. <laughs> no, you can't pretend to be asleep. It's going to happen. Look, we're just going to do it from a very gentle, a safe environment. A controlled setting. Yes. <gasps> what was that? He just said he was scared. What do you think? Yeah, we have to make sure we get consent before we do the drop. Right. Are you okay with proceeding with the experiment, Furby number one? I'm gonna take that as a verbal confirmation. Okay, where do we drop them? Where do we drop them? Do you wanna do the table or not? Nah? We can do them on the table. I'm not gonna go that high. I'm not. I'm not a psychopath. I'm not gonna drop them from the ceiling. He just needs a little, little jiggling. All right. Let's see if this works. Okay, experiment number two, the drop. All right, he survived drop number one. We'll try drop number two. Let's go ahead first this time. <laughs> I think we killed him. Oh, shit. 
All right, stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut. Bro, cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. Yo, mate. You okay, buddy? You heard what I heard, right? Like a little mechanical, like, <laughs> like it, like a neck snapping. Uh, let's uh, where's that reset button? Let's got, let's give him a little jolt of life just to make sure our buddy's doing okay. Doctor Rory performing an emergency surgery. We're good. Okay. We're good. Whew. You okay, buddy? He's all right. <laughs> Had the strangest dream. <laughs> well done. You survived. Uh, thank you so much. Furby number one. We don't actually, does this Furby have a name? We didn't name them, no. We'll call this one Pinky. Round of applause, everyone in our studio audience for Pinky. Okay, now obviously we're not gonna do shit to Raccoon, my personal Furby, because he's still asleep, by the way. <laughs> I took the batteries out of the other ones. He just killed himself. Are you sure you, you said he's doing good? Because it, it, he's, he's giving me depressed vibes. I'm. He's not even moving anymore. Raccoon? Raccoon, are you excited to be a guest on the podcast? Your first ever podcast? Whenever you were invented, podcast didn't even exist yet. Pretty cool, huh? All right. It seems he's, he's a natural. He's pretty psyched to be here. I didn't know we were going to get a performance tonight. Uh, Raccoon, obviously, you've been my personal Furby over the years. Um, is there anything you want to say to the people? Is there anything you want to say about how like good a master that I was? Master's a bad word. We Friends. Good <laughs> friends that I was over the years. Just so that they know that we've had a great long relationship together. Talk, you little <laughs> You tell me to go away? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm taking that. He's having it, it a, good was a good time. All right, he's doing con he's doing fine. Yeah, Raccoon's probably the least scarred of all of these Furbies. Finally, we have the Raccoon. No, you, you can't get involved now. We kind of had your segments. We're gonna move on to one of the other Furbies. Let's give, let's, let's give him a little food. He hasn't eaten in eight years. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm starting to uh, question the bit where you said earlier that there was enough technology in a Furby to send a, 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 sh a rocket to space. These Furbies, the original ones, are not the ones that are smart enough to be turned evil. But our next and final Furby, the Furby Boom, this is the one that allegedly has an actual evil mode. Oh. Where if we shake it about and freak it out enough, it should turn hypothetically evil. Now we can try first overfeeding it and seeing if that works. Mm -hmm. These ones are really crazy. They have their bodies can move a lot more than the other Furbies. Yeah, they can kind of twerk and body pop. All right, so let's make sure this guy's awake first. I think he's speaking Furbish. I don't know if he's speaking English. <laughs> Denunu, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely Furbish. So open up your mouth, buddy. We're gonna don't bite me. Oh, he's going for it. He's freaking he's out. Ready. He, he's someone's ready. done this to him before. <laughs> he's freaking out right, when I get like, close to his mouth. It's like taking a cat to the vet. They <laughs> they know what's going on. Yeah, there we go. Just gonna feed away. He is properly biting my finger. This is really weird. We know from the WikiHow article that you go until it feels wrong morally, <laughs> and then you are just about halfway. I don't think there is a WikiHow article. I think you wrote it and passed it off as WikiHow. Yeah, that can't be comfortable. His, his eyes are going weird. What? Is he throwing up? Oh, shit! He's freaking out! His eyes are strobing! My God! He snapped. He had proper little evil eyes there. <laughs> Look at him. And he's not even speaking anymore as well. That was crazy. His eyes, he was like, that's enough. <laughs> His eyes were strobing like he was at a rave. I don't actually know how to turn him not evil anymore as well. How do they forget? Yeah, I don't think they don't do. I don't think it works that way. I think I think he's done. He's f***ed up. Yeah, he's properly busted now. He's not even saying a word anymore. He's just twitching uncontrollably with these evil eyes. This is insane. Can you imagine being a kid 
And you're just like, yeah, I love feeding him. He's so cute. He loves it when I feed him. And he just goes, how many boobity, how many boobity, how many boobity? He starts <laughs> flashing and freaking out. And his voice goes so low. It's like, <laughs> you can see why kids, especially even to this day, claim that their Furby is haunted or possessed. I'm going to have to reset him. He, he He's just twerking out, but he's not even saying anything anymore. Yeah. Let's see if we can reset him. He's still evil. Never forgive, never forget, I guess. We did it for a podcast. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> He's like huffing. With He's us like now. permanently grumpy. <laughs> okay, kid. Well, whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> I put him on the table in front of us so he was looking down the line and he straight up 180'd and turned back towards me. I don't think they can do that. Uh, I don't think they can. They're not supposed to be able to do that. They can just... We were filming that, right? That was crazy. <laughs> Alright, I'm taking the batteries out. I think out. he's humming a f***ing Metallica song or something now. I'm taking the batteries out. He's gonna come at me. This dude wants to throw hold ears. Hold him back, hold him back. I'm taking them out. I'm sorry. Oh my god. That was close. He he came for you, bro. I mean, like, like nothing on the bottom of that. All they can do is twerk up and down. They can't spin. The, the bottom of the Furby is just battery packs. There was literally, I do not know how he managed <laughs> to turn himself in a different direction. They can't do that. That was wild that we got that on camera. That is that was some embarrassingly some of the most tantalizing <laughs> yeah. evidence we've ever captured on this podcast before. Uh, holy shit. Uh, if you've enjoyed any of this podcast, I'm so happy to say that we are, of course, recording all of this. Uh, we'll be uploading videos. You can see these little guys in all of their action and see some of the experiments that we've conducted today. Kit. It is unfortunately time for our podcast to come to its conclusion. We've talked a little bit about Furbies, where they came from, and I don't mean Furby Land. I mean, obviously, Hot the stores. Cloud Hug. Cloud Hug, any of that nonsense. Um, we've learned a little bit about the stories from people who have owned them, the tales from the government about having to ban them from, from different institutions. We've also conducted some of our own experiments with an array of fantastic guests who have joined us on the podcast today. But... I think it's safe to say that some of our experiments uh, into whether or not traditional, old-school 1998 Furbies can be turned cursed or evil, uh, we've come up a little bit empty-handed. I think that's extremely reasonable to say, uh, which, let's face it, is a relief. Uh, yeah. That would have been strange, cruel, and potentially paranormal if they had uh, built in, or if it happened unintentionally, that these children's toys actually had an evil mode. I mean, you know, it is what we're dealing with here that the creators of this, maybe they were aware of what was being said about Furbies, the reputation that they had this evil streak or that they could do things that were not programmed in. Is it that then they built that in to future models because they knew that that was something people talked about? It became like part of the lore. Yeah. yeah, they're like, here's a joke that people say is that they can turn evil. Let's make some of the older ones have an evil mode. I mean, it's a very interesting theory. To be fair, all of the stories and the claims we've talked about today haven't really been backed up. Anytime I've taken the batteries out of them, like right now, they have powered down. Yeah. They have stopped working. Uh, even after dropping them, uh, they still seem to maybe be a little bit scrambled, but eventually get back on their feet. The weirdest thing was genuinely the Furby boom <laughs> becoming sentient and turning back towards me. That kind of freaked me out. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I think today, if we're trying to actually say that at any point there is definitive proof that a Furby or Furbies as a group have been cursed or become possessed by the devil. Uh, I think it's going to be a no for me this week. I think it's fair to say, Rory, we've heard lots of granted unnerving accounts of what's happened to uh, Furby owners, um, but nothing that firmly places it in the camp of definitively paranormal it's a no damn a double no but hey what a great weird and wonderful case on this paranormal life we always have a blast doing these stranger ones that are a bit more silly and also we love having guests on the show yeah you know, as you said we've had some a-listers some of our friends professional comedians and it's great to just keep at that level you know and get some fantastic guests who can really uh 
you know, br bring the show to life uh, and join us on this podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode and you've enjoyed being joined by our little buddies, we're very happy to say that at least two of our new friends will actually be raffled off on our monthly Patreon giveaway. So if you are signed up to our Patreon, there is a chance that you could win one of the Furbies from this very episode. Hopefully, you win the blue one in the middle because he needs to leave immediately. I, I, I'm genuinely a little bit scared of him. We were honestly just going to wait to see what would happen about who's getting uh, raffled off because as much as we all love Raccoon, if he started speaking in tongues, he was getting sent away. 100%. Sent yeah, away. If any of them were broken, they were the first ones out the door. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. Why don't we get one last uh, f farewell? I don't know if these guys have anything that they want to plug, any upcoming projects or anything that they want to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, I think it's only fair that we all chime in for the last bit. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. Any farewell wishes or anything you'd like to say to the audience? <laughs> Raccoon, anything you want to say before we go? All right, good chat, buddy. <laughs> Thank you so so much for listening. It's hard to it's hard to wrap up with yeah. them talking. Guys, I'm just trying to do look, I appreciate you I'm coming. I'm trying on. to be professional, so I'm just trying to wrap up the podcast. So if we can stop interrupting me for a second, that would be great. Uh thank you for listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Live. If you would like to hear more from this paranormal life, you can head on, on over to Shut the f up! Raccoon, please. Shut up! You can head over to patreon.com where we have access to bonus episodes, merchandise, and as we said, we do monthly raffles. All right, yeah. <laughs> we do monthly raffles where you can win some amazing prizes. All right, bud, yeah, Echobo. <laughs> all right, we get yeah. it, you're yeah, evil! Yeah. Sorry, guys, don't cry. Oh, they're all going now. You can get some amazing prizes, like some of these oh, stories. No. Oh, oh. oh, God, he's freaking he's going out again. again. Holy shit! Wait, is he back? Oh, he's back to normal. Oh my god, the, the Furby Boom who was evil. He just had a minor freak down and he seems to be back to normal. Yeah. There uh, you go. Hey, well, that's a nice happy ending we were no all hoping Furbies for. No Furbies were hurt in the making of this podcast. We're very happy to say. So thank you so much for everyone for listening. And of course, over on Patreon, another amazing reward you can get is your own personal shout out. At the end of the podcast. And that's what we're going to do right now is give you. I think these guys are going to handle it for us. <laughs> so special thank you to Glenn Wareham. Guys, what do you say to Glenn? All right, Glenn, I assume you're going to want more than that. Uh, so, Glenn, do you possibly own a hen? Because as you know, the egg storage at the commune is at an all-time low and... Wait, do hens lay eggs? They do. They're the ones that do it, right? <laughs> what else would lay eggs a with chicken? Hens? All right. A chicken kit? And I'm pretty sure some lizards do too. And I don't want them to bring lizards to the commune because we got enough of those as is. Right, raccoon? Did you say boring, you little <laughs> f***er? <laughs> Thanks also to Victoria Wheeler. Victoria, are you a whaler? Because we're also low on blubber. <laughs> I don't think she is. I don't think she is. Oh, okay. Well, does she know where we could get some blubber? What do you want blubber for? Classified. <laughs> okay. Thanks to Trent Hogue. Trent, do you have a dog? Because amongst all the other things we are looking for in the commune, uh, we could do with a few dogs. We need people who have that dog in them. <laughs> and also just regular dogs. I mean, that's the thing about dogs is that you don't have to worry about them having that dog in them because they are just straight up dogs. They're dogs. So hunting dogs. What other kind of dog, <laughs> dog is useful? A sheep dog. Sheep dog. Yeah. Do you have sheep as well? That would be handy. Thanks also to Sylvia Wang. Sylvia. Mm, interesting first name there. Now, does that imply, Sylvia, that you were in possession of some silver? Some Sylvia. Some Sylvia. Sil Silva. Yes, because, of course, if you're coming into the commune, you will ha we will have to confiscate any precious metals at the door. Also, we might change your name to Dirtia. Yeah. Soilia. Pebalia. You know, beautiful names, beautiful names, but all precious metals are forfeit to the kings of the land, Kid and myself, and we just hold on to them. We just, like prison, we just hold on. And your passport, not give like us prison, the passport like too, because we can't risk, <laughs> we can't risk anyone. You, if you have silver, 
Sylvia, you're a flight risk. Yeah. Thanks to Austin Walker. Austin Walker is a Boston talker. You know, never been anywhere near Boston or the States in his life. I think he was born in like Swindon or something, but... If you ever even drive by him, he's like, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> you know, he's got a Boston, oh Boston accent. Yeah. And it's like, wow, are you, where, where did you grow up? And he's like, Swindle Forest, some tiny little place in England <laughs> right. or something. Yeah, yeah. He just watched a ton of <laughs> yeah. American movies when he was a so, kid. So I saw Lester. <laughs> Lester. <laughs> oh, my God. My parents are from, from Sweden. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how this works. But it's an interesting I fucking love smorgasbord. <laughs> Thanks, lastly but not leastly, today to Steel Jones. Steel Jones, you're all right. Come on in, brother. <laughs> we don't need anything from you. Steel is just below the threshold of confiscated metals. So uh, we got plenty of steel in the commune because that's what all of our pots and pans and tools and shit are made out of. But if you even have so much as a golden tooth steel... We're going to need the tooth. Right. We'll give it back to you, but for now, we're going to need the tooth. It's a f***ed up little tax system where it's 100% <laughs> tax on cool shit and a 0% tax on boring shit. That's kind of how it works. 100% tax on cool shit. That's our tax rule. Um, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Uh, if you haven't ever, head on over and check it out. There's a bunch of cool stuff over there. And as I said, you have a chance to win a Furby in our Patreon raffle, one of these very Furbies. So thank you so much for joining us. Kit, thank you for putting up with this insane investigation. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for taking us on another adventure through the 90s. Um, and we and I finally got to meet raccoons. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a Heard big, all about him. big day for all of us. He's, he is, of course, asleep again already. That's kind of all he does. But I'll see if we can uh, wake him up and get one final goodbye from him. So... Raccoon, you do know this. Uh, remember, everyone, to live fast, investigate, and and raccoon. The last one, buddy. All right, he tried his best. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.